Johnny Ray Diaz, ha, yeah, and the Arnold Twins. everybody to surviving hollywood podcast my name is aaron arnold my name's austin arnold and i'm johnny diaz johnny ray diaz to be oh, specific johnny ray diaz exactly it's on a sag card continue so we're filming this we're recording this rather hours um it's going to be uploaded in a couple hours is what i'm trying to say and we just we all watched the emmys we're all looking forward to the oscars and basically what we're going to do in this podcast is give you our reactions to everything that ha- happened at the Emmys last night. Johnny's got some hot takes. Then we're going to give you our opinion on this new rule um, that, they're, that they implemented uh, at the Oscars um, for best picture category. Um, suffice to say, this is a podcast you do not want to miss. All right. Like always, let's jump in. Guys, maybe we should open it up. Jimmy Kimmel's monologue first. What'd you guys think? I loved it. I thought that was the best part at the beginning. I'll just say my favorite parts right up top. I liked the opening monologue. And I also liked the, um, the David Letterman sketch leading into the John Oliver award acceptance. Um, but it, regarding uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I listened to him on the Howard Stern show um, a few days before. And Jimmy Kimmel was saying, yeah, we're going to be in Staples Center, skeleton crew, no audience. That's how he was describing it. So then I tuned into the Emmys and I saw the audience. I was like, what? Yeah, and then I just, yeah. ex- I just accepted it right away. I was like, oh, I guess they have an audience. And um, that, I mean, the way they did it with uh, Jimmy Kimmel being it's in pretty, the pretty good, right? It was great, dude. That was original, yeah. creative. I loved it. That like sold me on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel as a pro. I'm not going to lie. That actually, that actually did fool me for a second. Me too. I, I was like, wait, I thought there was nobody there. And then like you see like the full crowd, the way they kind of cut it, it actually looked like legit. Yeah. When he would say a certain joke, like the reactions they would cut to were like perfect to that reaction. Yeah, I know. It was like a racier joke. Um, and then you right. cut to and Ricky, then people would be Ricky like, Gervais. Ooh, yeah, they yeah. cut to Ricky you know? Gervais laughing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like he had, a, he had a joke about Quibi that I thought was pretty funny. And then like it cut to a few reactions and they were like, ooh, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it cut Pirates to one, next time. Was it Regina Hall they cut to or was it was? Uh, I don't know. I don't it was a, who it was, but it was a popular black actress of some kind. But I just like, and she was the one who uh, was she the one who like laughed on the Quibi joke or whatever. And then it, it <laughs> I matched. If, I don't remember if it was, but it matched really well. Matched so well. And then I went back and I listened to it right afterwards, right after I saw it, and I was like, wow, all of these reactions aren't genuine. They did such a good job making him seem genuine. I was at first I was like, damn, so they did they like COVID test every single person in the room to get there? Cause like no one's wearing a mask, obviously. So I was like, ah, oh, I guess they just were like, hey, let's just do it. And I was then, like hypocrites. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see Jimmy in the audience and I was like, ah, that was pretty cool. That was that was, that was the good. best one. And like, yeah, that was so surreal. Um, I will say that did you what did you guys think about the Jason Bateman thing at the end of it? Oh, uh, that was for the same opening. Bit. Right. It wasn't Jason. I mean, that was Lo- a, I mean, love Jason Bateman. 
I mean, it was a good try, you know. I'll, 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 <laughs> and I say that in a good way. I mean, yeah. the stuff the stuff they did with Jennifer Aniston too, Jimmy Kimmel and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, yeah, it was like so you know sticky. It was obviously, and they weren't pretending, but it was obviously they're doing bits. You know, they're giving it something, which was fine, but some of it was kind of like. So do you think that like part of it? Okay, I don't know if for you at least, but like I think part of it for me is that because you don't have the live audience laughing, it's almost like that gives you like permission to laugh, right? Even if it's kind of a stupid or corny joke, like with the audience kind of like into it a little bit, like it feels like, ah, oh, I should kind of chuckle here. With, yeah. But without it, it's like literally like they say a joke and you're just kind of stone faced. Like. I, I agree, dude. And the only thing, cause at first one, jumping to like the first, one of the first awards they did when David Letterman presented the award for best late night talk show host that eventually went to John Oliver. You said, you know, no audience and you know, Dave um, Letterman was doing his bit without an audience, obviously, to laugh at Dave's pre-recorded joke. And it was kind of awkward up until that car zoomed by calling, like, like an idiot or something. And then Dave just stopped and <laughs> continued. And that, like, that saved it. Like, the fact, they were able to, you know, just make fun of himself. But yeah. that did it for me. Like, that pushed it from a, a bit I was cringing at with, from Dave right. Letterman into a bit. I was like, yes, Dave still got it. And a consummate professional. The dude filmed that in a oneer up until the very end. wonder how many takes. I thought that was live. Just kidding. Hey, I, what about this? Obviously, there was no audience in the audience section, but like when Jennifer Aniston or Anthony Anderson came to help Jimmy out and present an award, nobody's wearing masks. They were well, within you, six you feet. You assume that they, they were within 60 feet, actually. <laughs> nice, dude. Hey. I mean, they hey. probably got testing, but dude, but right. how, about, how about that uh, Anthony Anderson bet? A little bit cringe, right? I was a little too much. I felt Expl like explain it, it was to like, the folks. What happened? Like really, really trying to like put, I don't know, like, well, it was kind of like him and Jimmy were kind of doing this back and forth, but like, he felt very, I don't know. He's, but he was basically just kind of like, you know, doing this whole sort of like, you know, black Hollywood type thing where it's like, you know, the white industry is always kind of like telling us what to do in a sense. It was, and he was kind of like, it was just weird. I didn't really, it felt it, too forced. Exactly, right? it felt too forced. It lacked, in my opinion, it lacked creativity because it was it was really one note the whole time, and you're waiting for, you know, I was going along with the bit. I was like, all right, you know, is Jimmy Kimmel some going to go through a change or something? But the bit just ended with Anthony Anderson. So this is the bit, Johnny, because I don't think the folks at home know what we're talking about. Anthony Anderson comes into the Staples Center area. Jimmy Kimmel's the only other talent on stage, ready to present the next award. And Anthony Anderson, what we all love about him, you know, high energy. And I'm actually a big fan of Anthony Anderson, but he comes on and he basically, he's doing the point, you know, the white people had their time. Now it's my time. Um, I, I actually liked when he said, you know, Jimmy, you need to stop talking or something, even though they didn't, you know, relate to this one specific thing. It's because within the last year, you know, Jimmy Kimmel got in trouble for dressing up as that one uh, basketball player. People said he was in, uh, from back in the day, people said he was in blackface, but, you know. Wait, really I, thought, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was Fallon. Was both. They both did both. Oh, they both did it. I thought Jimmy, it was just Fallon. That did and, I, and, the, and the headlines said it was blackface. I'm, you know, going to, uh, you know. They root. were, they were in they a were, darker face. Yeah, they did have, face. but like I would say, um, you know, differential, like the, they weren't doing blackface, like trying to stop, like. Okay, stop white splaining, okay? Just, but like, <laughs> you know, blackface is a specific thing. Going back to the minstrel shows, um, Jimmy Fallon was playing a specific person, Chris Rock, and um, Jimmy... Kimmel was playing, I forget, it was a basketball player back when he did the man show. 
who's doing a specific basketball player. But anyway, I thought it was a funny, you know, I thought, okay, you know, Anthony Anderson's, you know, telling Jimmy Kimmel extra amount to, to shut up because you're white because Jimmy Kimmel had gotten to some hot water for that. But the bit ended on the same note. And I thought, nah, bad bit. It was just, I get what they were trying to do, but it's just kind of like, it should have just been like a couple little things and then move on as opposed to like, well, 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 no. what, were they, what were they trying to do? Be, be racist against white people? Well, they were just doing like the, the sort of like the racial jokes. Like, okay. Like you kind of said, like, all right, you guys, like there was a joke where he said like, all right, stop white splaining. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, I get it, but it was like, like, right. like it was Anthony Anderson. Uh, yeah. You need to shut up cause you're white splaining. You need to shut up and let the black guy talk. It was all like, seemed like it was building towards something. And then it just kind of left on that same note, which I guess 99% message, 1% joke. I, I well, guess. The, the, the funniest part to me was when Anthony Anderson was saying, you know, having Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel repeat say a phrase. He's like, say it louder, Jimmy. I can't hear you, Jimmy. Say it louder, Jimmy. But yeah, then it just kept it, yeah, going it on for two towards, more minutes. It was, just too, Kimmel, it was just too much. You well, know what I mean? It would have been perfect if something would have been different at the end. But anyways, enough about that. It was okay. Um, what else? Hey, the, uh, regardless what we think, it's really about, hey, how did it respond to all of America slash the world? And the Emmys uh, had the lowest ratings ever. Only 6.1 million people watched. That's the lowest in history for the Emmys. I'm not surprised, to be honest. You know? Look, yeah, you're, also, you're also competing against NBA playoffs. The Lakers are playing. Boom. Western Conference Finals. You got football, Sunday night football. Like, and other Johnny, options people could watch. And Johnny, the Emmys. You're, you a, you're a SAG actor, and you've ran for SAG positions before, and you've done workshops, and... Run like, for SAG positions? I haven't run for SAG. Haven't you? You run for some TV positions. I was on, I was on the SAG committee. I'm just saying, my point is you're so into the- I'm a it, member of the TV Academy, actually. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're, I'm, you're, a, I'm, a, I'm a voting member of the TV Academy. Just put that out there. There's so. nobody more into the business of acting and <laughs> filmmaking than you. Yet, Johnny, you were one of those people who chose not to watch the Emmys rather than you know just watch you know the Lakers. Yeah, so just to be completely transparent, I did not watch the Emmys because I decided I wanted to watch the playoffs instead. I uh, just was like sports. I'm feeling like, it right now. Like and I was like, and I was like, the thing is like, it's, I was like, I'll watch it the next day. I'll watch, I actually watched the entire thing minus the commercials, obviously. And to be completely honest with you, I thought it was kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like it, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm applauding the Academy for being able to put on such an event. Cause that's crazy. Like they had to have cameras in every single person's house what I did wonder is that, like, since they already knew who was going to win, it was like, I wonder if those people actually had an idea that they were probably going to win because they had to have had, like, the Emmy sitting there. You well, know what do I mean? You, like, do you say that because um, that first award they presented, I forget what category, I think it was for a lady. Um, everybody I, think it was else, Catherine, I think it was Catherine O'Hara. That O'Hara one. from yeah. Schitt's Creek. Right. Every other person was just in their home and Catherine O'Hara was like at a big party and like her setup looked totally different. And then she won. I was like, Oh, okay. So yeah, and like, they had somebody in like a hazmat suit, like, <laughs> but that was the shit's Creek that means, people. But that means that that hazmat I, person was there waiting. It's just right? every, yeah, well, it's just every single so, other person was on their couch in a nice dress or suit. And then this person was at like a party with like a professional event and camera. And I was like, like just looking at it before they said the winner is like one of these things is not like the other. Was that for the whole awards show? I didn't watch the whole thing. It was, like, the, it was for the whole thing. Yeah. What I did wonder is that there was some, some feeds for some of the 
nominees that didn't have any feet. They would just show their picture. So they were like, none of those people won though. So it was only people that were actually live and present basically. You know, what's interesting. Um, speaking Austin, you said, how did the general public react? I watched the opening monologue when it was posted on YouTube. It got posted simultaneous, simultaneously to ABC's YouTube and Jimmy Kimmel Live's YouTube. I watched it on both, but Jimmy Kimmel. But even Jimmy Kimmel's audience, why I say this, um, tons of like dislikes right away and tons of people commenting because like everybody was like rushing to conclusions before they watched the whole video. Everybody was like, fake, they're not really there. I know this is fake. Some people were like, the, the audience isn't black. You sure enough. they weren't talking about COVID? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like some people, like random commenter, the audience isn't black enough. And like everybody was like treating it like these random people online were just getting mad. And I don't think people watched the whole thing. I mean, I watched the whole thing. There was, there was some good moments, but like I think there was also a lot of parts where it just kind of felt, it was weird because, you know, someone's giving like a very heartfelt speech and like it's like cutting out. It's like, it's like their, their audio is like not good. Like Mark Ruffalo was like talking for a long time and his audio was like terrible. You know what I mean? So that kind of like pulls you out of it. And then I don't know. It just, it just felt kind of weird, honestly, like just kind of seeing it like that. It just, there, the, the, I think part of the fun of the Emmys is seeing all the excitement in the room yeah, and all these celebrities sure. in one location. That's like the cool part of it. Right. Yeah. Because none of that's there. It's like, and you know, have a host talking to a camera. Exactly. You know? part, part of the fun is watching them react to the host and wa watching if they how they react to people winning or losing. I felt bad for the first couple uh, rounds that I saw when like the people just sitting on the couch who didn't win still had like the camera on them the whole time. So like they literally could only like like literally this was the look you just had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, but did you guys see um the live? This is not part of the Emmys, but it just happened. The live reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Dane no, Cook. I heard about and, it, though. And Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt Jennifer and, Shia, and Shia LaBeouf went method. But uh, that, that was like two days before. And I was just going to say that was fun. to me was way more interesting because it was long form, yes. But they actually, it wasn't live and it wasn't pre-recorded as opposed to that Friends bit that Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston did over Zoom or whatever. And Jason Bateman. You know, Dude, the friends are getting older, huh? <laughs> well, and hey, what, I think that's part of it too, is like all those videos are obviously like pre-recorded too. Yeah. And then like you lose like the live aspect Dude, remember, the of it. Remember like I mean? five years ago when Jimmy Fallon was on The Tonight Show doing The Tonight Show and he had all the friends come back for a big reunion. And five years ago, that was kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice. They're still pulling out all the friends just for the nostalgia purposes. <laughs> Name another hit. Name another hit NBC has had. Seinfeld. Let's get Seinfeld back for more than just a curb read. Since I would then, argue that's actually then. a bigger hit than Friends. But since Friends. I, I'm I not think, going back. They're I still looking for that Seinfeld, man. They're looking for another one. It's Always Sunny is the new Seinfeld. But, um, well, you know, that's that was weird because... NBC. I'm talking about NBC. Well, it was funny because when they cut to the, the audience at the beginning, I, like Larry, Larry David was there, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, Larry David on an award show? Ah, oh, that's kind of surprising, you know? Well, and I'm like, all right. Again, dude, like you said, the perfect reaction because they, they cut to him when they were like, and this guy, the oldest person to be nominated for the Emmy, and then they cut to a reaction Larry <laughs> David. He's like, eh, you know, <laughs> you can tell. I'm, I'm getting older. It's probably what he was saying. If it was yeah. right. But what did, you, what did you guys think about the uh, about who won? Because there's like Shit's Creek cleaned up. I see. I, from, from what I'm won. looking at, Succession and Shit's Creek, like, cleaned up. Um, How do you guys feel about that? I do. Is it well-deserved? 
If anybody, uh, I haven't seen Schitt's Creek. I just found out watching that it was a Eugene Levy and Son creation. So that makes me more interested, but I've never seen it. But Succession, if you Succession is two seasons deep, about to drop the third. If you haven't watched anybody in our audience and Johnny, if you haven't watched, Johnny, if you haven't I watched, haven't seen it. I don't have you, HBO. I know, I don't have HBO. Dude, the first season's good. The second, the first season's great. The second season is mind-blowingly good as an actor and filmmaker and just a person who likes a good story you'll love it season okay. finale of the second season i couldn't believe it when i was watching it every single arc was just arcing and that last episode everything coming together i was salivating i was oh my oh, this is so good i was watching it, it was you're great. gonna be so disappointed in season three then every single <laughs> arc the was arcing high. as intended yeah what about um, the other, other winners what do you guys think um, dude, how about like, did you guys think the, um, and I, the only reason I say this, um, is because a lot of people online, I feel were like talking about this. Did you feel the Oscars were black enough? Oscars? I mean, sorry, Emmys were Emmys. black, or were, were, were the Emmys black enough? Were you talking about like the people nominated? The whole thing. It was a two Well, there was no audience, so. <laughs> well, the winners and stuff. Yeah. So I thought the was, nominees. I thought there was some, I thought there was like, you know, some really, uh, some, I thought there was, yeah. I, I mean, think like so, okay, guys, Spencer, Kerry Washington. We met Regina it, guys. Hall. We got we got black enough. We finally reached it. We're good. We're good all right. Here's it. my hot take, though. Here's my hot take. All right. You think you think that the uh, the Emmys were black enough, right? Uh no, we could go were, way more. Okay. Were they Latin enough? Thank you. See name again, one dude. actor. Name name one actor that's Latino that was nominated. Name one actor who Euro. gave no, a the, good, the, Euro. good the dude that played the Hulk. What's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark yes. Ruffalo. Yes, he's not Latino, dude. He's tell close. me one. Tell me one Latino who gave a great performance. Tell Go me ahead. one Latino who gave a great performance in 2019. Besides you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's not. There's not a lot of uh, Latino TV shows. That's the first first problem. It is a problem. But don't you? Problem. But don't you like? Um, is it really the Latino people's time? I kind of felt like. Whoa, um, dude! Come on. Well, of course it's our time. Okay. What not, they, not, what? not George Floyd. First, first uh, it was Oscar so white. The black community got really upset that they're not in it. What about us? How come the Asians We're not in it? Don't make a fuss. Randall Park was there with an alpaca. What else do you want, dude? Okay, yeah, no. that's true. We could always use more diversity and stuff. Uh, fair a... enough. You know what? I honestly, I don't think. Look, I, there's not. First of all, there's not that many Latino TV shows. There should be more. There isn't. Um, and. I'm not the type of person where I'm like, oh, there has to be Latinos just to be more inclusive. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm more about who get, who has the, the best show and who gives the best performance, regardless of whether of their race. Honestly, me, I don't care. Me too. So that's that's what matters more to me. So that's why it doesn't bother me that much. But a lot of people will be like, sort of demanding inclusivity. But it's like it's a performance based. It's an art form, right? So it's like, it's based on people's opinions. It's not. You know what I mean? It's it's you, you can't have everybody there just getting, to make everybody happy. Getting a racial or orientation quota for your uh, film is the antithesis of art. You think? Is that your hot take? That's the antithesis? That's the opposite of art, yeah, because it's like, oh, we just, you know, well, listen, we're going to get into best picture, new rules in the Oscars in a second. But uh, anything Wait, else I, on the end? I would just say like, maybe like math is the antithesis of art. 
Hey, I just want to say, maybe like, what's the our what was our favorite part of the Emmys? Let's not just you know shits creek all over it. Like, what did we like the best? I like the I like the opening monologue. It was the best. Then the Letterman bit getting into John Oliver was the second best. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that the monologue was probably the best part of it. It was um, legit creative. I thought when John Oliver got the award, that that was kind of funny. You know, like where it yeah. just popped out. And he's like, oh shit. Um, I thought that was kind of cool because it felt real. Um, and you could also see uh, Colbert and everybody else just kind of like staring at their TVs. Smiling. Well, it's also weird because they have a box in their living room too. And then I, I thought it was funny when Jimmy opened his, he's like, what's in mine? And it's like a plaque, a participation award and like yeah. a Blu-ray of, of like the <laughs> CBS show, Young Shelton. Yeah. By the way, it's now, just like, now, now that we didn't book this, Austin and I actually, you know, we brought it up. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but um, Austin and I auditioned for a specific Emmy commercial, which we didn't book. It was for DoorDash. I assume it played during the Emmys, but the whole bit was the same concept as the Emmys in that we were going to be a DoorDasher delivering um, something to this actor or actress. I assume it was a name. I didn't watch the commercial, so I don't know. And we were delivering them one of their Emmys in a, in a, in a DoorDash commercial, but missed out dude could have been could have been huge maya rudolph won um best guest on um comedy series for snl and eddie murphy won for snl as well for best guest good about time about time he won right yeah um what do you think about the, the big winner who was the big winner the best drama series which was what succession, succession? do you agree yes totally and, number one oh, if, i would have said compared, oh, compared to all the shows on there I would have said Ozark's number two. Stranger Things, now get that off. Uh, Ozark number two, but Session, but Succession definitely <laughs> no, number get one. that off. Damn. Okay. I heard. I hear. Season, but see, the first season was great. Season three. Well, on. it was up against some big names like The Mandalorian, The Handmaid's Tale, The Crown. Better Call Saul, dude. That's a fantastic show. But again, they're 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 best in their first seasons. Handmaid's Tale isn't as good as it was in season one, two, and three. I don't Actually, even know I Better Call Saul. I haven't, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. I don't even know Better Call Saul was still on TV. Bro, it's like on season four now or five. I don't know. It's got to be like 10. No, it's like on season four or five. I've seen every episode. It's, you, it's a great you, show. You've auditioned for some of those episodes. Yeah, I have. Mandalorian, fantastic. Best show though? I eh. didn't watch it. Um, what else did we get? I, I mean, think I think all we can take away from this is that we need to go watch Shit's Creek. Is that what I hear saying? great things. Apparently, I mean, no, dude, you need to watch Succession, Johnny. I saw the pilot of Shit's Creek, and I just, I don't know. I didn't think it was funny. Like, I, I wasn't really, maybe I got to give it more of a chance. Maybe I got to spend more time with it. What do you think? You know, when I watched, you know, 10 years ago, and I watched episode one, season one of The Office, I just like, eh, it's fine. It's not that funny. But it took me a while to sort of like, it took they got better in season two and three and well, the, yeah well the office uh producers and writers were stifled in season one because i don't know if they were compelled from their superiors but either way they followed very closely the original british script season one it wasn't until season two of the office where finally they could go on their own storylines and that's where i think like that's why it really sh the office really shines season two and three and four it's because finally they got unleashed from their creative whatever so why do you guys think that the the viewership was so low? You know, it's a combination of cable TV and or network TV hemorrhaging viewers. Less and less people are, you know, kids today under, um, you know, under 18 
or moving out of the house for the first time, they're not getting a TV. They have YouTube and they have the streaming services. I think there's way too many outlets for you to view this content and half the people haven't watched half the stuff. Quibi was up for so many awards. I haven't seen one show on Quibi. <laughs> well, that's why he, that's why he made, when he made that joke, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it also, you know, it's at 6.1 million viewers on Emmy night. Like if for some reason, a major YouTuber, you know, I know. A, that's a, what they get on a regular video, right? Exactly. A Casey Neist or a David Dobrik. Like if for some, they wouldn't, and they would have their own award show for their own stuff, but they get 22 million views in the first day. Joe so, Rogan should have hosted it. He should host it. A bit. Hey, it's not a bad idea. You got to get him to leave Texas though. Hey, but let me rephrase that. What, what should the Emmys do next year to change that? Instead of not getting have, not have COVID. <laughs> okay. That's, that's I mean, fair. the only way is to get them off of the shackles that, you know, doing it on a network on a network there. And there's no other way to fix that. As long as they're on network TV, it's just, I mean, you guys remember Jimmy Kimmel, one of the best hosts, you know, apparently, but he was the last host for the Oscars. He was the last host to host the Oscars. After that, they're like, we're not having any more hosts because the next year was Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart got into some trouble with these old comments. It's like the purity test, just a host. You can't have had a, a comedian, can't have uh, said the uh, F word, I guess, 10 years ago, you know, just joking around and, you know, didn't. I don't, said, I don't even think he said the F word. He said something about being gay or something. Right. But it was a, it was a joke, but it, was it wasn't, a, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't say a racial, like any kind of like, or, you know, yeah, either way, slur or anything. It you didn't know? represent his whole career and who he is as a person. This one thing. And, but anyway, he didn't pass the purity test. He got out of there and it's just like, you know, it's not going to get the only interesting thing is whatever the, you know, canned bit the producers think of. And in this case with the Jimmy Kimmel thing at the beginning, it was great. So. But don't that, that's the that's the problem I think with it too is kind of like what you're saying is that those 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 bits in between like when they announce the winner like they're always so like staged and kind of corny you know what I mean like we know that they're just reading a prompter you know what I'm saying like and you're like, hoping for them to sort of mess up because that's like the fun of it yeah because it's like we you 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 can tell they're reading something or they're not it just doesn't feel none of it feels real so it's like why are we laughing when we know like that's not even and the thing realness. is that worked before the internet but now that we can exactly. see realness on the internet we we can see celebs being real they all their own will smith has his own youtube channel like these guys we can see them in their natural habitat already so it makes the emmys a little less relevant yeah you can see that you can see them being creative you can literally will smith can do whatever he wants on youtube and instagram and twitter and he's highly creative as this 50 year old adult will smith Yet, when you put somebody like that in the, you know, at the Emmys, all of a sudden they're not that creative anymore. Either way, I'm, I, you know what, guys? I'll say it. I'm actually a big fan of the Emmys. I enjoyed watching. It was great. So let me propose this. Oscars are coming up. We might still be in COVID when this happens, right? Will you guys watch the Oscars if they basically do the same thing the Emmys did? It's not till next year, right? Like February. Oh, or we, could, we could still be in it, though. Very well, I mean, could still be in this. I'm going to watch. That's how serious I am about my, about my craft. But, uh, you know, part of half the fun is goofing on it, right? Could be. But, but if, the, if the Oscars are Oscar, if they're hostless and they're all like through Zoom, what do you guys think? We should, I mean, that's, uh, that's objectively lame. I mean, I prefer not to have that happen. <laughs> we should uh, live stream it, like our reaction. 
Well, we should. That's what, that's what we'll do if, uh, if this happens again. Either right. way, we'll do that. Either way, we'll do All that. Right. I like it. But uh, yeah, I guess there's but, still always next year. But will I watch? I'll definitely watch the clips the next day, you know. For me, I think the opening monologue is usually where, like, the best parts usually lie. But if and they don't that's, have that's an how ed- you can tell if it's going to like be a pretty good show. If they don't have an edgy comedian, then I know. You're and right. like half the time Jimmy Kimmel has lost his edge. I mean, last night he was good at the beginning, but like like unless you got have Ricky Gervais basically or you have I'd somebody love, I'd love to have like Chris Rock host it, dude. Chris, yes, Chris That'd Rock. That'd be great. Or be, you either get the edgy comedian like Chris Rock um, or Ricky Gervais, or you get the person who could like sing and dance like a Neil Patrick Harris, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. And that's Hugh also Jackman. entertaining. Yeah, the Hugh Jackman's great. Those are, those are fun too. Okay, let's move on to our final takes for this new rule at the Oscars for best picture. Inc- inclusivity? Yeah, let me, I, I think I, I pulled it up right here. Let me just, this is and, the- Yeah, so explain it to, to people that might not know what it is, what it is it exactly. Well, on September 8th, the Academy Awards announced a set of new eligibility guidelines for films aiming to compete for best picture. That's considered the top prize at the Oscars. So traditionally, when you think of what's going to win best picture, that is the uh, epitome of art for that year. And, you know, art is never perfect, but it's like this film that not only is a great film, but also, you know, art of its time. Anyway, um, the Academy designated an underrepresented racial or ethnic, the Academy designated the underrepresented racial or ethnic groups within the standards. Hmm. Basically, you have to include uh, minorities, and they also, you have to include LGBTQ or people with physical disabilities. Um, And then like, so it has to be a film that has all of those things? The first category of standards, uh, group A, at least one lead or significant supporting actor from one of those underrepresented racial or ethnic groups, or at least 30% of the cast in secondary roles or minor roles from two underrepresented identity groups, and also the main storyline or subject that centers on an underrepresented, so now the subject has to be an underrepresented identity group. There goes Are you serious? art. Yeah, there goes it's, art. Yeah, it's see, it's just they're putting too many rules on it. Like, and also, also there's rules for the like the uh, production too, but that was just for like the cast. I get what they're trying to do. It's like okay, we want to be more inclusive, which is good, but how can you put that on a film? Because now when someone's making a film, they're like, okay, I have to make sure to check off this mark. Okay, how many people on my set are this? I mean, actors this like it doesn't it doesn't now you're not picking it based on who's the best you're picking it based on who hits all the criteria and here's the thing you shouldn't try and solve the problem in my opinion by telling somebody like tarantino to make surviving hollywood or what's that movie called once upon a time in hollywood Hollywood. to make this podcast (laughs) don't tell don't tell him that in once upon a time in hollywood gotta have you know Unless it's a lead role, you got to have 30% of the cast in two minority groups, including both race and gender. Um, plus, the storyline has to relate. That's, I don't think that's how you solve you know, the problem that they're trying I don't, to I don't, solve. I don't think it is either. Because, like, look, last year, what? Parasite won? Yeah. It was all, all Asian cast. Foreign film that won. And exactly. there, was, there was no guidelines of any sort, and that film still won. Now it's like you put these guidelines in there, a film like 
like 1942, which was phenomenal, can't even be nominated because it's an all white cast. Like it's crazy I don't, to me. That doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, well, that movie was better than the other movie, but because it didn't meet that criteria of like having certain actors in it, it can't be considered. That doesn't really, it's not, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? But, um, or, but maybe, but maybe what they want is for the casting to take sort of a Hamilton, the musical point of view saying, Hey, that was a movie about colonial. Or that was a Broadway show about colonial Alexander Hamilton, but black actors were cast in just, you know, it opened up everything. Do you can suspend? Could, your could dis- work. I mean, you can you can suspend your disbelief more on the stage. People do it all the time, in film and stuff. A lot of people, it's depending what type of art you're making, you're trying to get that realism slice of life, possibly. And like it, this is what I was trying to say. I don't think the answer is to tell, you know, this you know Tarantino's production. This is what you have to do, because uh, nobody's going to like that. The answer is to do something like what they did with um, what's that? movie you just brought up Johnny the one last year parasite parasite give opportunity to the Koreans give opportunity to the blacks and you know green light productions from the Hispanics and let them make an all Hispanic production if that's what they want the problem but they can and that would still get in the Oscars and that's what I think um should have been the solution the problem for years was that they're only green lighting uh you know white stuff or whatever um if they green lit other you know, diverse people and let them do whatever they, if I saw an all white movie, I think that's fine if that's what the director wants to do, but you should also give the opportunity to black people and Hispanics, you know, make that same stuff. Well, uh, my thing is like, if you have, if, if you're not quite meeting the standards, what if like one of your white actors is, uh, you know, technically Irish, would that count as minority or Robert De Niro is Italian. So, Hey, he's the minority. Like how, how do they. Uh, Irish for persecuted in this I country know. i don't know how to, yeah how do they figure that exactly and like They're, let's say the person's half asian half white does my, the, my, you know what i mean like yeah i don't know it's yeah exactly weird. what if um yeah what if it's like you know 10 percent black what if they're 10 or, or or who's gonna be the first actor that has to out himself as gay <laughs> so the film can keep production going yeah i know L- listen al, al look but can you just play gay for the for the just say you're gay come on we man. need 30 percent. i yeah. think if the if the oscars don't eventually remove this new rule for best picture i say this is the death of the oscars because well it'll be a test to see what happens i don't think it'll be the death of it but maybe it'll make it better the beginning of the death but i'm saying like oh maybe they maybe you know five years from now when things are a little bit different they'll update you know what stuff. i what i do commend them though is that they're trying they're experimenting. No, they're remember, when, no. remember when, okay, hold on. Remember when they tried to do the whole, like the most popular film, you know what I mean? With a category that they got nixed, but they were like, at least they're attempting to change, which I, I think is good because it's like, for sure. if they're just staying the same all the time, then it shows that they're not advancing the industry or anything like that. So I think that they're, they're making an effort. However, I don't think this is a right step to the, to making an actual change. They're, I think it starts at the top, dude, executives, Hire more minority executives in the studios. You know what I mean? I more agree. Minority, I agree. minority directors, writers, producers, and then writers' rooms and things like that. That's where I think you'll get all these different stories as opposed to now making it sort of like a fixation on the on award system that you have to have this criteria to, to actually win. I agree Maybe. with that. We, we wanted diversity in storytelling. Uh-oh, looks like we're only getting one type of story for best picture now. 
I would love if they learned how to light black people. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? That's, somebody made the joke at the Oscars last night, or the Emmys last night. Was saying, that, is that a joke? I think it was, yeah, Anthony it was just a reference from the Emmys. Oh, Anthony, black- did he say that? And also, it's not remember, a joke. I don't remember him saying that. It's not a joke. It's that. I know. I've heard that before. Okay. I've heard that before. But, I, <laughs> oh. but it was just weird the way you said it. <laughs> yeah. I was I know, like, I okay. That's how I talk, though. But I do believe it. Hey, and I just want to point out this um, inclusivity of like, okay, we have to have a certain amount of minorities. Back in the 50s, they used to exclude that much for whites. So, you know, it was, un, it was unsaid back then, like, hey, we're going to have, we need less than 30. We need people to watch this movie. We'll only get the white men in. Now, at least they're bringing it and reversing it to the other side. Might not be perfect, but it's a fix. Oh, yeah. And I, I did want to respond to what Johnny said, how he said, hey, at least they're giving, uh, get credit for, you know, trying to do something. I'll disagree with that. They're trying to virtue signal like they're doing something. Could be. Could be. But like you said, hey, let's hire some minority execs. Let's but green the, light but, some minority right. projects. But, but this the is their is way they, so they don't have to. They can't. The thing is, they can't do that, though. They don't have the power to be employing all these people in the studios. So it starts at a different level. You know what I mean? But again, this is just, this is just an award ceremony. So that's why I don't think that they really should be, there's only so much they can do. You know what I mean? Like it's just an award ceremony. They're not involved in the hiring and firing of whatever, you know, of like daily productions, things like that. So it's like, this is their one attempt to, make a difference in a way but it, I, I think it's i think they're just gonna you know you know you know people say like oh middle middle america you know the you know trump's america whatever do the new rule for the oscars um which we just laid out i think it's not going you know those people aren't necessarily going to relate to that they'll probably fight against it whereas those people yeah those people the whites the trumpers <laughs> from like, ohio right it'd be it's a swing state you never know but yeah from ohio um but uh you know those people i think you know everybody likes it i think everybody could get on board if like they actually had like the real you know type of diversity and opportunity that we're all talking about but then when you put you know stuff like that that's just that's the social justice movement that everybody doesn't like again appearing and again you know it's going to just create more um adversity and divisiveness. If anybody in the Academy is listening and they think we're being maybe unfair or have a different take, I would like to invite any of the higher ups on this podcast. We'd love to hear your story, but uh, anything else on this topic, gentlemen? I'm proud to be here with both of you guys. You know, some, I've, you know, easy to feel alone watching the Emmys, you know, just you're on zoom, just like uh, Regina King or whatever, you know, now I'm here with you guys on Zoom and I feel less alone. Hey man, we're here for you. That made sense. What are we doing this weekend? <laughs> this week, guys? What are you guys up to? This week. We're helping you self-tape tomorrow. I'm, I'm working on a TV show. A TV this, show that Austin, that Austin worked on. I won't say what it is, but but think of also knows what you guys but know i mean is. yeah i mean austin's we could probably name the tv shows austin's better but we don't need to do that tosh, tosh <laughs> i don't want to say tosh point oh. right, we'll name we'll name all the ones that, that this wait, you're working anyway on so i'm working weekend? i start i actually have a fitting tomorrow and then i start shooting on thursday very so. chill very but tight very uh it's unfortunate only because like 
I know this first episode that I'm in, no dialogue, just in the scene. And in the second episode, uh, last time I checked the script, it looks like I only have one scene. Are you a bad guy? Like gangbanger? What else, dude? What else? I would love that, dude. What else, man? Imagine being, you know, you think uh, they give those roles to Hispanics and minorities usually, right, Johnny? That's what we're kind of complaining about. But like, imagine being like, you know, I don't know. No, I don't want to come off complaining because, dude, I'm super grateful to work on anything, any TV show, regardless of what the role is. But I just think it's funny. It's funny to me because, like, that character cannot be more different than who I am. And that's why I think it's funny. But the thing is, because I've seen you do plenty of scenes in real, in actual stuff and in acting class, you play that character really well. So. You're great yeah. at it. You're great. You're great at playing but a it, lot of characters. It'd, but be, like, it'd be cool. To, it'd be cool to play something more along the line of who I am. For sure. But but you do it so well. What can we do? But I'll t- I'll take it, dude. I'll take the paycheck. I'll take the credit. That's why Thank it's you called very much. That's why it's called acting. I know. I know. But anyway, so what do you guys Thursday. got going on? Help, helping you self tape tomorrow. Um, I mean, we no. got a, that. Um, commercial we shot a couple weeks ago we brief briefly mentioned it on the pod um recently it should be dropping sometime in october so in about a week october um, 1st really on the first it's it, it's supposed it, hey it was supposed to air for the ho- halloween one exactly yeah okay. it was supposed to air october 1st to october 31st but they did email us our agent and said hey production would like to extend it for six months oh dude and nice and they'll pay you more Cha-ching. That, and you should have said no no, no I'm said, not going to do that. Yeah. I only want to run it for a month, nothing more. Yeah. Well, we said absolutely. Hey, real, real question, guys, because I know the audience at home is probably wondering this. What does us? What does an actor get paid for something like that? Here's the thing, dude. Like, I can't talk about it right here because there's come certain, on, dude. Come well, on. Well, it's, it's just the two of us, dude. I'll Don't talk, be that I'll way. Well, it. there's certain there's certain rules when you're in a union, and you know, I'm, I imagine Ben Dukes is always listening, so I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. If you book a national SAG commercial, then it's it airs on TV. I think minimum you're going to make is probably like ten thousand. If they just air oh, it for like a month or two. For how many days of work are we talking about? One for or one, two. For, for one, one day. Yeah, when, that, people, but, but, when, the, when people say actors are broke, ten thousand for one day of work, man. Oh, in LA that'll pay a couple months of rent. Two months the, of rent, dude. Here's the <laughs> here's the other thing that some actors deal with. There's also a thing called non-union commercials where what is can, that dude it can play Explain the same for the audience it, it, it can play the same amount of time it could play for a year but you'll only get the, whatever the flat rate is say that's a couple maybe, thousand a couple thousand could be five hundred dollars and then say 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 something was only supposed to play for one month and then your agent calls you and says this non-union commercial wants to do it for three possibly six months you would think that maybe you'd get a lot more money but if it's non-union you're not getting that much more money not too much. That's what the non-union. That's what the non-union people tell me. Of course, we're all union here. I actually just, I actually just had to. I kind of lost. A, I booked a thing for Mutual of Omaha. It was like a teleprompter thing where I had to talk about like insurance, basically, right? And it was all in Spanish. I went to the fitting, booked the whole thing, and then the day we we're supposed to shoot, I had, was going to head down there, and they were like, "Hey, it's canceled." uh your script's not ready but can you still come and do a fitting and i was like okay and then they were like planning on shooting another day and 
it's probably going to conflict with the show that I'm working on now. And they were just like, well, Hey, we'll, we'll kind of work around it. We really wanted to use you. And I was like, look guys, they're going to be like cutting my hair. They're probably going to like have me in like a goatee or something. Like, I don't think you want me <laughs> hosting your insurance thing as like a gangbanger. So, uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, I think so. I think I lost that one. Um, which Dude, why don't, but, I, but, I, but I, they're going to pay me a cancellation fee. I do know that. I okay. don't know how much it is, but how much do you think it is? I'm assuming, I, I would assume it's only, it's the day rate, whatever they're paying me for that day. That only seems fair. Cause like I was available. Yeah. They told me that was a shoot day. I was ready to show up and I went down there anyway to do a fitting. And then I tried on all this fucking clothes and. And that's good money. But time. for the folks at home, the real money is when it actually hits the air, like you get the base rate for showing up and then you get. Yeah. But this was good. This was just going to be like an internal thing for them. I was just letting the folks at home so. know that that's good. But every actor is hoping that the thing actually hits the air because whether it's non-union or union, as soon as it starts playing on TV, that's when you get another check. I mean, I don't, I don't ever do non-union, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, but like we have non-union people in our audience. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, so uh, I think that kind of wraps it up, right, guys? I, yeah. I, yeah. Great episode. Will you guys be watching the Oscars then? Hell of yeah. course. I'll watch the clips the next day. All right, so Actually, we will be night. we'll be live streaming, we live streaming and making our picks right as they happen. How about that? That'd be good. Right let's get, let, and let's get Brian. Oh, on yeah, too. We'll, we'll make a call. We'll say, hey, this is what I think is going to win. Okay, we'll do it ahead of time, and then we'll go over it as before they make a decision. Last year okay. we did it with Brian Shocked. Let's do it with him again. Okay. Sounds good. And this time it'll actually hopefully be in person. Last year, actually, Us. yeah, only seems right. Yeah. Last year, I remember I said making my Oscar. I was like, best picture. It's got to be because it was the 1942 was the one everybody thought, thought was going to win. And I said, you know, everybody already knows that's a good movie. The Oscars are going to end Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Oscars don't, they have to educate the American public and the national world public, you know, what art is. And I should have seen it coming that they would have picked Parasite because that checks the boxes that, you know, the new rule they implemented. But I didn't believe it because it, they, that one best foreign film. So yeah, I know. It, it's like that one best foreign and best picture. Like the movie it was, was amazing. Good. Don't they it call it something else The movie now? was really good. They don't sure. call it best foreign film anymore. They call it like international. Or, or whatever. Foreign I mean, film is racist, same. Johnny. I don't want to. No, it's not. <laughs> well, they, why'd they change it? <laughs> they call it a foreign country. Like it's the country that's not... Please, here, so I don't want to. I don't want to. How's that racist, dude? Well, this is stop, an edgy. Dude. This is stop. an. This is an edgy. Stop being. Stop edgy, being so sensitive. All right. Edgy podcast, guys. All right. Anyway, guys, let's end it. All right, guys. Well, love to hear your thoughts in the comments below, and uh, make sure you guys uh, let us know what's up. Guys, we're on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Make sure you're oh. watching us on all four. Don't forget to like and subscribe and review, dude. We need those reviews on, especially on Apple Podcasts. That mm. brings us up. Review us and we'll shout you out. There you go. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys next time.